This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. To buzz off with Lawyer Liz, thanks for joining us. And once again, we're on America's Web Radio. I'm Elizabeth Wharton, and while I am an attorney with Halby Smith, here in Atlanta, Georgia. I am not your attorney. This is not legal advice. Merely a conversation that I hope will entertain and educate. But this week, we're going to take a look at something I find both amusing as well as it's often described when it comes to drones as the Wild West. That their the rules are unclear they're shifting and where the technology is going is up in the air but truly the wild west when you start reading stories about people taking aim at the drones overhead and private property rights that whole gamut well last week there was a story in the news again of another father son out flying their drone in the neighborhood and neighbor decided he didn't like it, so he took aim, shot it down. A couple of things came to mind reading about that. One, the father and son were, by all accounts, doing what they were supposed to be doing. So what were the property rights? Is it clear? Second, they were able to get the aircraft up and going and bring it right back home. So Considering it wasn't that far up in the air, I hope the neighbor is a better shot than would appear. If you can't bring down a drone with no interference, no other issues involved, and two, three, what all would happen? In this case, with the father and son in Tennessee last week, the local law enforcement were a little perplexed, didn't charge the shooter with a crime because they said they couldn't think of what he did wrong. So thought we should take a look, deeper look at some of those as we get started on Buzz Off this week. Again, catch us each Wednesdays from 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock live on America's Web Radio. So really as we talk about the legal aspects of this, I think you'll enjoy the conversation we're going to have a little bit later with my guest, Ryan English from Lang Zang Tactical, and looking at how hard is it to shoot down a drone? What what all is involved? What is the best caliber? Because if you look at the shooter, so to speak, the dispute that went on in Kentucky last year, last summer, the that aircraft was certainly brought down, but the gentleman basically made a name for himself. Dubbed dubbed himself the drone killer, drone hunter, and excuse me, the drone slayer. But what started off as a private property trespass privacy rights dispute in Kentucky is now set to clarify or at least bring to the federal stage what happens when you see a drone over your property and what where your rights extend. Unfortunately, courts hadn't looked at this since the 1940s when 
the Supreme Court said up to 83 feet, the government flies a plane in your airspace over your property, it's a taking. You have to, there's an easement, but to the extent it disturbed Mr. Cosby's uh, cows and chickens, then he needs to be compensated for that. But really, that was it. That's the last time we've looked at, or the courts have looked at this issue. So where where the federal courts in Kentucky are taking this up, it should be interesting. Fasten your seatbelts. But hopefully Ryan can help clarify for us some of the other, like I said, tactical as well as we look at the legal issues. But what what goes into it? How hard a shot would that be? And quite frankly, in a crowded neighborhood, should you be making or taking that shot? Uh, if you haven't had the opportunity to see the videos on YouTube, I will not be insulted. Pause, take a minute, Google them. But there are eagles that are being trained to take down drones and bring them out of the air, help them land safely. Last week, talking with David Maynard and Rob Graham, we mentioned a little bit the drone guns and taking advantage of the RF, the signals, bringing the drones down. And the FAA, over the past month, has been running tests on drone detection systems at JFK. And we haven't seen the results of the tests, but so, okay, we've identified there's a drone in the airspace flying overhead, flying over your house. Well, so what? What can you do? You can't jam it, as we talked with David and Rob last week. And according to the FAA and the NTSB and the Perker decision last year, the drone's an aircraft. FAA responding to a FOIA request back in April clarified that yes, they consider that a drone is an aircraft and cited 18 USC 32 for those legal eagles who want to look it up or check it out but shooting down or in this case damaging an aircraft is is a federal crime so Okay, but what does that mean? And where do we go from there? And really taking a deeper look, where's the next step? That eventually the drones are going to, there's a drone flying where it shouldn't be. Is it trespassing? Is it violating a privacy? Is there an expectation of privacy? And to the extent you are out in your backyard and a helicopter flying overhead or a car driving by cell phones are everywhere these days and as the courts start looking at that different state legislatures have started looking at it but it goes to that next step what can you do if anything when you see that drone overhead and really is it in the wild west that we have right now is it drone hunting season I mean, we've got birds taking them, being trained to take them out of the sky. We have a whole 
slew of different approaches that, again, there's some great or at least humorous YouTube videos showing what happens when you send a net their way, what happens when you fire the uh, antenna gun, so to speak. But hopefully Ryan, uh, when he joins us, will be able to shed some light on, from a tactical standpoint, okay, what does it mean? I mean, what? how hard is it? What would be the best? Because I don't know about y'all, but I don't routinely carry my shotgun with me. So if the we- with the weapons available at hand, what's going to get the job done? And from a training perspective, what do I need to consider? Because what goes up must come back down. So those are some of the questions that have been buzzing around in my mind is I read the story about the father and son out of Tennessee and has been following the case over in Kentucky and really any consumer electronics show and any of the news stories or the media. When you look at movies and film, who gets it right and who gets it wrong and if the TV show Rush Hour is to be believed in one of their recent episodes, it it's not that hard to either shoot the drone out of the sky or for the drone to track you. And I do have to question a little bit their pilot's skills. But, again, what what can you do? Is it hunting season on aircraft? And what, if it is, how do you get, how do you do it? So we're going to be joined by Ryan English. And Ryan will give you a little bit deeper look into his background, how he got to work where he is with both the training uh, instruction as well as becoming quite the expert on the different guns and uses. But again, it I'm excited. I hope you will be too and enjoy what we're going to talk about. And then afterwards, too, wanted to bring up the buzz of the wired. So in addition to all the stories you have with shooting at the drones and incorporating them into different movies, different films, I don't know about y'all, but to go with the sporting theme, Duck Dynasty. Earlier this year, one of the episodes, as the as the boys are out and they're duck blind, took a little bet. Could a drone aircraft see them as they're camouflaged, sitting in the duck blind? Short answer, well, it requires a better pilot to answer that bet. So, in addition to whether you should shoot where you should fly, take a lesson from, I believe it was Jace in this case, uh, flying. Learn what you're doing before you take it out on the road. 
stick time is going to be key when it comes to flying even the simplest of aircrafts with DJI and Parrot. They have done everything they can to create aircraft that really don't need a lot of interaction if you don't want to have it. You can operate the aircraft from your phone, from the controllers. They provide geofencing settings where really you put in plot points on where you're located, where set home, set program in your location, where you want to go, where you want to fly, and what you're looking to do. And the drone will do it for you, thanks to its the magic of software and systems. But as Jace learned, what goes up must come down. And when it gets stuck in a tree, having your iPhone set up with the app to track where your aircraft has landed, where the signal is, that'll save you a couple hundred dollar investment that... Granted, you still have to have the ladder to get up there and get it down. But, you know, unfortunately, they didn't get to test their theory. They didn't get to see, and they did not, certainly did not get to try to ready-aim fire as if it was a duck. So you're listening to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz. We're going to go into a commercial break, and when we get back, hopefully you'll join us. And we'll have our conversation with the man, the myth, the legend, Ryan English. Again, you're listening to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call. And I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you.
You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back. You're listening to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz. Catch us live Wednesdays from 2 to 3 on America's Web Radio. Follow me on Twitter, at Lawyer Liz. Join the conversation. So, as we were talking about before the break, the federal government, the FAA, considers drone aircraft to be aircraft. Can't shoot them, it's a felony. Can't bring them down, it's a felony. Now, whether when they're flying over your private property, whether you have a right to bring them down, not so sure. But folks have certainly taken aim, and so we're joined now by Ryan English. And Ryan, you're going to have to do a much better job than I could of explaining a little bit of the multiple hats you have worn. I have known Ryan for years, both through information security, where he worked with Arata Security, among others. But currently, Ryan, I can't help but notice you have got an elephant, and I don't think it has anything to do with politics these days, but can you tell Ah, us a little bit about that? Interestingly enough, it it sort of does have something to do with politics these days. Um, Is this close enough? Yeah. Hopefully everyone can hear Ryan. And Ryan, tell us a little bit about where you're currently working, and I know I have mispronounced it Oh, no, you had it right. And why you're considered somewhat of an expert on being able to take that amazing shot. Well, thanks, Liz. Uh, first off, thanks for bringing me on. It's, it's nice to be here with you and David. I think it's a, it's a pretty interesting show you guys have, and I'm, I'm happy to be uh, a small part of it for a day. Um, uh, I, I work for a company that uh, we manufacture precision rifles, and we do that for private citizens, and we have those rifles in the hands of um, certain individuals in the military as well that are testing them and deciding whether or not they're going to uh, to purchase them, perhaps. But uh, what I used to do, um, I started off, I started life in the Marine Corps as a young young babe, and uh, I managed to get so myself into... this is where I have to, of course, in honor of my father, mm-hmm. uh, West Point, class of 71. Sorry for his luck. You know... Uh, I set myself up for that. Yeah, but did. anyway, continue telling us about your adventures in the Marine Corps. Uh, I managed to uh, get myself uh, into position to uh, get picked up by the sniper platoon in my infantry battalion. And uh, after I was there for a while, I earned an opportunity to go to scout sniper school in the Marine Corps. And that was back in the 90s when I first got in. And, uh, you know, times have changed a lot and technology has changed a lot, but the... Um, the, the the military still teaches a very old school, starting with the, a very old school type of marksmanship, um, and and you know I was able to take all those things and go forward into private life, and I contracted for a while with a couple security companies. I reenlisted in 2006 into a surveillance company that was based out of Georgia in the National Guard and deployed for a year, and then I. Got done with that and went back into private contracting for a while. And uh, I was um, a defensive marksman, which is basically a counter-sniper on a, uh, on a team that was transporting the U.S. ambassador around 
uh, all of Iraq. Wherever he went, we would go to set up ahead of him and ensure that he would be uh, safe and protected. So first of all, thank you for your service. Uh, Thanks for saying it. You're welcome. It's fun. Yeah, we we enjoy the freedoms that y'all fought to protect every day. But really, to summarize, when we're talking about you know, approximately 6 to 20 pound flying plastic through the air, be it a crowded neighborhood or mm-hmm. an open field, you know a thing or two about hitting a target and making a mark in any sure. sort of environment, but particularly in both open desert spaces as well as crowded urban areas. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be a big part of all the stuff that we trained for and that we that we did at work. And you guys have brought up a really interesting topic. Uh, when you said, hey, do you want to talk about this the other day, I was... Uh, I, I, I thought about it for quite a while, and, and it interested me. I read the same article that you talked about earlier in the news break. Uh, you know, I I can't say that I would have done the same thing that that gentleman did, but I can I can see the motivation. And um, here's the thing: if you want to talk about actually trying to bring down an aircraft or a moving object that's above you uh, or flying alongside or in any way disturbing your peace, well, right? and and cases if they are abiding by the current guidelines right. they are under 500 under 400 feet or if they're commercially operating mm-hmm. it could be a little bit lower but we're not talking miles and right. miles above the the ground we're talking you know line of sight sure. i mean you can you've got you don't necessarily need the fancy scopes that you don't i hear That's some true. folks had to use at a uh, shooting competition that a marksmanship competition y'all had <laughs> this past weekend sponsored this past weekend right. but so really paint the picture for us i mean well okay so everybody i think has a recollection of um old world war ii combat reels where there's a guy let's say he's on an aircraft carrier and he's trying to bring down a uh, a, a kamikaze like a, a, a an attacking plane and you, you notice that they none of them had scopes then either and they're and they're slinging up a ton of lead trying to stop this one plane as it gets closer it looks like a giant wall of tracers and and explosions and everything it's just to stop one plane if that gives you any idea you know that plane's headed directly at you, so there's no traversing of the craft, which creates a pretty difficult shot for the shooter when something's coming coming across from right to left. Let's just say, right? So you've got, and for those of you who are lucky enough to be able to watch us on the live stream mm-hmm. on the website, you can see as Ryan's demonstrating with the hands, kind of. You've got the plane coming, as you said, from left to right. Let's just say from left to right, sure. On your radio dial. On your radio dial. (laughs) And I've seen on some of the battleships and carriers, what is the right? Lead, damn it, lead? Right. So you're trying to get your rounds out in front of the craft as it's moving. Now, that's very tricky. And it's it's a very low probability of success. And, And even if you're using an automatic weapon mounted on a boat, it's going to be very difficult, and you can see how hard it is in these in these old movie reels. Now, imagine you can't tell the real distance between yourself and the target. 
and that's going to be the case with somebody trying to bring a drone down, for instance. Okay, he doesn't know whether it's 500 feet above ground level or 200 feet. He can only tell, but the size is deceptive, so he doesn't really know how far it is. If you're shooting a rifle round and you are attempting to bring down an object at any distance, it's very important to know precisely how far away that is. And when we're talking rifle, what... Or pistol. Well, and that's going to get to the next question is, too, what, which weapon would be better? But we're assuming, in this case, from military perspective, hopefully you're not shooting, trying to shoot down aircraft with your sidearm. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, you know, so desperation. If it's if it's a rifle, if it perhaps uh, a Lang, Lanzang oh, tactical yeah. rifle. An incredibly precise rifle, by the way. It Elizabeth. would be. It would be. Um, first off, I should probably say something before we go any further, because I think I'd be remiss if I did not. Um, and that is this. Uh, my personal view on this is that, that ethically and legally and even morally, it's a horrible idea to try to launch a projectile at an at any object that you cannot be completely sure of where the where the round will land. So, in other words, uh, the fourth rule of gun safety is always be aware of your target and its surroundings, the background of that target. So, any responsible gun owner should, at some point in his life, receive the rules of safe gun ownership. And then the last of those rules is if you intend to fire at something, um, you you are responsible for that round. So wherever it goes, the background, the the surrounding area around that, it, it, it's part of where that is that round is heading. Be it a shotgun burst or a single projectile from a rifle or a pistol, you own that round wherever it lands. So, Just as it, drone operators, you are responsible. Be it. Weather conditions, sure. strong wind blowing you off course. Unfortunately, you're responsible for your aircraft. And so for those of us who may or may not be uh, as learned on what happens when you fire the bullet from the gun, I mean, what makes them stop? Um, well, okay, that's a great question. Physics uh, is the answer. And uh, inertia uh, friction through the air. Uh, the round is going to be propelled by an explosive charge inside the gun. So it only stops when it's struck something solid and strong enough to stop that projectile and or when it hits the ground at some place because it hasn't hit anything in between its launching point and the end of its trajectory. So in the case, and let's go to poor folks in Tennessee. When I sure. say poor, I'm Suffering, the long-suffering long both the neighbor, the shooter, because, quite frankly, he couldn't bring it down. Yeah. He shot it, and when you're talking about a pl- plastic pieces, because you're trying to make the aircraft as lightweight as you mm-hmm. can, so there is some metal. There's the battery and stuff, but typically, I wouldn't think that'd be strong enough, and as demonstrated in Tennessee, it wasn't strong enough to stop not the at bullet. All. Not at all. I mean, how far away would it have to be to know that once you struck that flying drone, that's where the bullet was going to stop? It, it, it just it, incredibly far away. You you can't. The mass of the average drone is just not significant enough to stop a projectile that could be traveling at twenty five hundred feet per second and weigh. 
a quarter of an ounce. And if you think of the inertia, it's going to go right through anything that you're going to be able to fly. Even most aircraft aren't going to stop it. It's just an aluminum-skinned craft. So a Cessna flying by your house, it's going to be, unless it hits the engine block, of course, or landing gear, something really, really solid, that round's going through. And that means that's your round, and you don't really know where it's going to end up. So science signed, sealed, delivered, once it leaves your gun. It's yours. It's yours, and just like a, a child on the loose in a... <laughs> in a gorilla China enclosure. Sh- yes, in a, in a gorilla enclosure or in a china shop, mm-hmm. you break it, you bought it. Yeah. So we're going to take another break for thank our advertisers and thank America's Web Radio. But when we come back really continue this conversation so now we've fired the gun the bullets up in the air and sign seal delivered it has my name on it and i'm responsible but more so than that talk about some of the safety issues that you brought up and delve into this more sure so i've got one word before we break though learn to boomerang oh dear on that you're listening to buzz off with lawyer liz (laughs) When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren. On Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. America's Web Radio is the most diverse and informative radio station anywhere in cyberspace. We have shows about health, business, current events, entertainment, home care, and everything in between. We appreciate your continued support of America's Web Radio. The disease of addiction is a life altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. 
If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back. You're listening to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. Catch us live Wednesdays from 2 to 3 or on the website, americaswebradio.com. And so we're chatting today with Ryan English. And Ryan, boomerang, (laughs) you have my attention. So I was driving over this, this afternoon, and I thought to myself, there really is no responsible way to attempt to take one of these things out of the sky. Because even for a sniper like you, even for better snipers than me, and there are many of them. Uh, but the the you know the, the difficulty in bringing one of these things down, even for somebody who really knows what they're doing. In in, in let's do a thought experiment for just a second. Let's say I knew that I was going to bring this one drone down that kept going by my house or kept hovering above my house. And okay. so, and we're going to picture it's. A DJI Phantom, or no offense against DJI, they make great aircraft, but one of the most commercially or readily available aircraft. So picture it. It's the white quadcopter that you see in just about every stock footage or picture of a drone. So Okay, so... Scene. Scene. There it is, and it's the umpteenth day that this thing has hovered over my home and caused me grief and I've reached my limit so you know I might start to develop a pattern of that you know that flyby and there's a number of ways in which I might engage it first thing I need to do is determine the distance so I'm going to take out my handy laser rangefinder which many golfers have you know they're they're very they're ubiquitous they're everywhere they're not even expensive so I proceed to get a good laser-determined range on, let's say this this drone always goes by this one tree, and I know that tree is 150 meters away. So every time that drone goes by that tree, I know I've got this small window where I can engage it. Now, are you in a crowded neighborhood? Is it... Well, I live in Grant Park. Let's just say this is happening in Grant Park. Now, Grant Park is not a crowded neighborhood per se, but it is a very, it's, it's a very old neighborhood, and there's homes everywhere in every direction. And it's a fairly, being a fairly popular, so you've got pedestrians, mm-hmm. you know, families taking an evening stroll. Oh, big park, yeah. Okay, okay, so carry on. You've, so, you've figured out your 150 meters. And right, right. And I know exactly at a certain point in time he'll be at this exact range. It's kind of like an appointment that I'm going to make, let's say. And so... I've determined that range, and I now have to take into account the fact that it's an elevated target, which affects the trajectory of my round. Believe it or not, if you are shooting from an elevated position or you're shooting at an elevated position, your trajectory is different than you would be shooting from point to point on a flat surface, like a large open rifle range, for instance. So you have to ballistically account for that, which means you must know what you're doing. So maybe you have some ballistic software. You have to account for the wind. Now, and right. what and what weapon are you? What is your weapon of choice in this scenario? Well, okay, so in this scenario, uh, I would relatively well, calm winds yeah. that day. At, at, at that range, I could be using nearly anything. Um, 
anything larger than a twenty two caliber rifle would have enough well even a twenty two caliber rifle but I'm looking at the ballistics I want the flattest shooting piece of gear that I've got so I'll maybe go with uh, your common m4 rifle a lot of guys have ar-15s right so I'll determine the ballistics on that particular projectile and then let's say I go ahead and and I shoot at it. And I've got wind figured out for that particular moment in time. I say speed because... The speed of the craft. It's I've got to lead it by a certain amount based on its speed, which I can calculate. I can actually sit down and draw that out. The angle that that aircraft is going to be. So I've got to adjust my distance calculation on the rifle to affect the new angle. I mean, the new distance created by that angle. So because he's, let's say, at a 45-degree angle and at 150 meters, he's truly only at 135 meters, let's just say. And keep this in mind. That difference could be an inch and a half. If I get that wrong, it's an inch and a half higher low at that distance, maybe three inches. So, well, an inch and a half, let's just say, and that's a complete miss. So now that round's going where? I've got to do so many things right with a rifle or a pistol to, to engage that thing. And then, let's not forget what you brought up earlier, which is these things are flimsy. They're light. They're not they're not meant for impact. So there's nothing really sturdy on them. So that round's going to go right through it. And, okay. and, and really, too, in setting up this shot, mm-hmm. I'm picturing what you see in, in Hollywood has me believe every time you're firing a rifle, you need to be, is it a ghillie suit <laughs> uh, where you've got i mean i've got at this so, point i'm picturing yeah. caddyshack sure where oh, yeah, that Bill would be Murray actually very yeah has the the helmet on and branches sticking out i'm yeah. gonna get that gopher i'm He's gonna concealed. get that drone yeah so in this scenario what would you use as grant park urban camouflage uh i would it's not gonna be a minivan type I was no kidding going to say I was going to be sitting inside my Jeep and rolling the window down. But let's say I don't want the the camera to observe me as I'm getting ready to set up my shot. So, you know, concealing yourself is a bit of an issue. I mean, you have to remember that just like when that round is fired, you have to be aware of its background. And I'll give everyone here a tip. The key to proper concealment is learning what's behind you from your position. So if you're wearing a ghillie suit and you're sitting on a raft on top of a swimming pool, you stick out. If you're wearing an orange road guard vest, you stick out. But if you're wearing an orange road guard vest and everything behind you is orange, then you're perfectly concealed. So if you're going to be taking the shot from the water <laughs> and your swimming pool. My notional swimming pool. Your notional swimming pool. Right. The question would be, would you want to blend in with the water? The water. Or would you want to just not stick out and have your swim trunks? That's yeah, you could be you could be so there's among all the ways of camouflaging there's hiding, blending and deceiving. So in uh, that case, you would be using deceptive camouflage to to look like something that should be there and then suddenly pre- presents a threat. Now, it that's excellent, by the way, Liz. Good call. Uh, of course. Yeah. I have watched enough NCIS. Uh, you are gives. an authority at this point. Now. I, I am. Yeah. I truly am. Uh, Google told me so. Enough NCIS will make everyone an authority, by the way. Just As they should. So with that in mind, so I've taken the, you've taken the shot. Right. Why not a shotgun? 
I mean, so, it seems okay. like you would have a little bit more of the, almost like the scatter shot. Yeah, a shotgun would also be an excellent choice. Um, you know, especially if you're using, let's say, really fine bird shot, and that gives you a nice spread at that distance. So 150 feet is not an unreasonable shot for a lot of decent trap and skeet shooters, guys who shoot sporting clays, and those are small. And the problem here is all those little bits of shot aren't going to converge on the same location. They're designed to spread out. So now all those bits of shot are unaccounted for, and they're roaming about the universe waiting to impact something, anything that it shouldn't. And that brings in the rest of Grant Park. So now, yeah. I, have, now know, I have that issue. They did have a, was it a snake go on the loose uh, from the zoo few years ago, mm-hmm. perhaps, but you know what happens if the drone? I mean, let's say the pilot, because the pilot perhaps has a camera mm-hmm. on their aircraft, and they suddenly notice they are in your crosshairs and change course and go up. And so, where you have judged and based all the telemetry for your shot on it being at an elevated angle, but it's in an angle. Correct. Now we're talking straight up. How do you gauge? I mean, you have no landmark. To okay, so he's out off. in he's out in open space now, open presenting space, a much more difficult, skies. much more difficult shot. So now he's pulled up, and he's created a whole new set of calculations for me to accurately engage that target. Which means I have to do those on the fly. I have to suddenly pull that solution out of my ear. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's not necessarily going to be the easiest thing to do. So I, let's say, I'm so angry now that I refer to what we call, and this is mild profanity, but I'm going to go with it, a swag, a scientific wild-ass guess. So So I I, I think, based on all this experience that I've got, that I, I can sort of figure it out with some Kentucky windage. Now, do you wait to the next day? Or being a trained professional... Do you call on that training and say, you know what, I've got I've got the armory behind me. Five seconds, I I'll have the right weapon. Or do you wait to set up the shot for the next day? Well, uh, I now I've lost my shot, so uh, my opportunity may have gone forever. So if my intention was truly to bring that thing down, and I'm on some kind of a maniacal rampage, then. Uh, Anything's possible at that point, but uh, you know, if I've been observed now, the camera has seen me and the guy's reacted. Um, the surprise is gone; it's lost. So now I'm at the mercy of whatever the camera person wants to do, and now he's going to appear the next day farther away, or at a different angle, or in some place where he determines that I can't engage him. So we've only created more problems for ourselves in trying to do this, um, and. And there's really no good answer anymore. Well, how quickly do you need to police the brass around you now that you have open season in Grant Park? I well, mean, keep this in mind. It's Grant Park, and it's still Grant Park. So, you know, I might just pick the brass up and uh, pick the brass up and walk in the house and pretend nothing happened, and maybe no one will have even heard the gunshot or made any remark about it because it's still Grant Park sometimes. You know, and on that note, we're going to jump into another commercial break, but when we come back, we'll 
get some final thoughts on both the tactical as well as the practical uh, suggestions from Brian on what to do when a drone is in your area. But you're listening to Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. So thank you and welcome back. As you're listening to Elizabeth Wharton, buzz off with Lawyer Liz on America's Web Radio. And we're chatting today with a former Marine Corps sniper and all-around tactical expert Ryan English with Lansing Tactical. And so Ryan has set the stage for us. He's explained how, as a sharpshooter marksman, he would try to dispatch with that the annoying neighbor's uh, drone flying overhead in an area of Atlanta known as Grant Park. And unfortunately for Ryan, much like, uh, well, most of the stories you read in the news and Bill Murray and Caddyshack, you missed. Ready, aim, fire. You quickly policing the brass, picking up the spent shells because while you can't control the bullet any longer, you can uh, clean, scrub the evidence. And again, I am a lawyer, but I am neither Ryan's lawyer nor your lawyer. But Ryan, so what's next? What um, have you thrown in the towel, or have you brought out your sidearm, you know, the pistol because the the rifle didn't work, the shotgun didn't have enough weight behind it. 
with the scatter shot. So do you take that last or really have you recognized as you said the the rule safety rules with weaponry right at this point i i could of course just 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 completely clog the airspace with pistol rounds uh again introducing a dozen more problems to uh to everybody around my area or i could pull out my trusty paintball gun which has a hopper full of let's say 200 paint-filled balls and and what color do you go with on well it's it's grant park so i go with the rainbow of colors i try to keep it very um you know i want to make sure it's not offensive and and you know to be honest with you i i I love grant park for the variety and so i'm i'm not going to go with one solid color i'm going to go with the entire rainbow you've got the skittles packed into that paintball gun and you are ready to go what damage could the paintball gun do perhaps what distance would you need for you know to to hit the mark and bring it down or are you yeah. trying to obscure the camera no i mean you know that's a very difficult shot the camera's for a very small aperture so i'm, I'm not going to get a lot of luck with that although it could be some benefit to you know it, it might actually happen but I've 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 come down from my initial madness and I'm no longer using the rifle or the shotgun or any other you know real serious firearm. So now I'm just launching paintball rounds which actually probably could reach 150 feet and disrupt the 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 aircraft enough to make it difficult to fly. Maybe who knows even hit something important and gum it up and bring it down. But the beautiful part about my paintball attack is wherever those rounds go that don't hit the target they're just going to bounce harmlessly off something a roof uh top of a baby carriage per say i don't i mean anything but anything it hits is only going to have uh a water-based paint stuck on it for a while and i could really plausibly deny that because you know i i, I didn't do that that wasn't me and it seems like it'd be I don't have great marketing for the uh local high school's uh, car wash fundraiser. Absolutely, yeah. I could set that up in advance. In fact, to to to, to help benefit Grady High School, which not Grady High School is near me. Uh, Maynard Maynard Jackson's near me. I don't know, but uh, I'm not in high school anymore. Um, <laughs> but no, so, I, and, so I could. Yeah, I, I know this is going to happen. I've planned this, so yeah, I could turn this into a neighborhood event, and and really everyone benefits. Which brings up the final thing is i have to admit as much as drones or aircraft the faa really is not going to be happy uh with me trying to shoot them down interfere with them and if you know they don't have the manpower to enforce it but local law enforcement really doesn't want to have to deal with you know the neighbor complaints and everything so what you're really saying though is Paintball may be the way to go. Maybe. And I'm talking about a non-lethal solution to it's it's an annoying solution to an annoying problem. If that in fact is your problem, is somebody flying a drone over your house repeatedly, you know? And and like you mentioned, uh, I, I spoke with a buddy of mine who flies drones for Georgia Power, and his drone has a tail number. I Absolutely. Mean, you're bringing down an aircraft with a tail number. Uh, it's not. Absolutely. It's, it's not ideal. And even the hobbyists, depending on the aircraft you're flying, it's registered. It has your FAA registration number on it. And you, uh, 
assuming you have not sold it, which, by the way, for any of the hobbyists out there who, if you sell or destroy your aircraft, make sure you scratch off your registration number so that, uh, and if you're buying one, hey, if it has somebody else's registration number on it, depending on what you're doing it for, I do not recommend, but it is harder to trace. So, really, Ryan, what you're Good saying is we should be on the lookout for paintball with drones as yeah or as i mentioned earlier learn to boomerang see when you miss the boomerang comes back and you could even re-engage and there's nobody going to get her the boomerang comes right back to you so now you're the unless you're the kid from road warrior with the razor tipped boomerang you could really have uh, a few shots at bringing down the drone i mean really it's all luck at that point, but no one's going to get hurt with a boomerang or a paintball gun. So, so and thank you, Ryan, for coming by the studios today. Absolutely. Joining us. If you want to hear a replay of today's discussion, conversation, you can find it. America's Web Radio, Lawyer Liz, uh, Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz page on the website, iTunes, uh, will have it available but ryan how do people get in touch i mean really the take-home message from you is learn to boomerang learn to boomerang yeah invest so, in paintball guns invest in paintball guns because as, as dave and rob talked about last time you you just can't you can't bring them down with anything in the rf spectrum because now you're committing a whole nother host of legal issues to yourself so paintball paintball and so ryan how do people find out more about uh Langzang Tactical. Is there a website yeah. they can go to? Um, it's uh, LanzangTactical.com or Lanzang Tactical on Facebook, and it's spelled L-A-N-X-A-N-G, all one word. Um, it's 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 a Laotian word meaning one million elephants. Are uh, the owners, the primary owners of the company that uh, is our parent company? Uh, they were Laotian refugees who escaped uh, Laos during the communist uh, when the path at Laos took over in the late 70s. They fought alongside Americans during the Vietnam War um, against Viet Cong and against communism in general. And then when that when the Viet, when the Americans pulled out in 75, they continued to fight against the path at Laos. And then they escaped under gunfire into Thailand in boats. And eventually found themselves in the United States working as machinists. And then these guys created their own machine shop. Now it's a $5 million machine shop. We have a part on the International Space Station, SpaceX, Boeing, Delta. And these guys are a real American success story, at least our parent company is. And they decided to build firearms because it was their passion. Um, Lansang meaning one million elephants when the Laotian government was basically the most powerful government in Southeast Asia for about 400 years. Um, they had the most elephants, and elephants prior to the Industrial Age were like the main battle tank of the battlefield. Imagine thousands of M1 tanks rolling down on you out of the jungle. It wouldn't be a pleasant day. So that's kind of where the name came from. Well, and it kind of highlights, too, between everything, the parent company and all the pieces everywhere, it's an interconnected world. And it really is with the drones are just one piece of the Internet of Things. Are y'all looking at incorporating kind of the the bigger picture, the uh, you know, feedback on different parts for the weapons that either sink 
connect or download on we have um there there is a lot of research going on with we we have we we do a lot of testing um and we are able to based on the fact that it's a veteran run company mostly it's we have a lot of access to some of the guys in different bases that um allow us to see what they're working on and allow us to work on some some things with them and uh you'd be surprised at at how much has changed since i first come in regarding um connectivity in terms of even even with with sniping and uh, when I first got in the Marine Corps, when you wanted to bring back a piece of intelligence, uh, you had to go out in the field and, and draw the opposition force on a piece of paper and then somehow bring your body and that drawing back to your intelligence officer and explain what you saw and give him an idea of what's out there. Now we have um, a lot of advanced stuff where I can take a picture on a phone and in the app that I would use has... Are you taking selfies while Selfies in the you? field. Selfies Fantastic. in the field, yeah. Selfie or it didn't happen. Selfies in the field or it didn't happen, and and transmit that uh, through a uh, let's say a, a laptop computer that I'll take with me in the field. It's been ruggedized over a satellite connection, and that'll instantly appear back at my you know higher headquarters or supported unit with exactly what I'm seeing at that moment. Um, now the ballistics that we used to have to work on are taken care of by an infrared laser in in, in large part. It truly is you know, the Internet of Things that yeah. really impacting everything. Well, thank you to Ryan. Thank you to America's Web Radio. And thank you to Hall Boo Smith, uh, the law firm. We are all over the southeast. Uh, happy to help with any of your broad range of needs. Find us online at www.hallboothsmith.com. I'm Lawyer Liz. Follow me on Twitter and follow America's Web Radio. Buzz off with Lawyer Liz Wednesdays 2 to 3. See you next time. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.